Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC. John Coleman. Yo, what's poppin'? Green lights. Green lights. That means work activities. That means yeah, calling means my making database. Money. Calling my database. That means everything's going well. That means we're watching our viewership grow. We're watching our membership over at TLOP Online grow. We're watching our IG followers grow. Oh, shit. It's you green. I know, right? Yeah. Or it's also the book I just finished. Finally. Got through that Christmas Who's present. That? Matthew McConaughey. Don't nobody give a damn about his opinions. I like him. I don't know you him. Would. I you like him. would. You would. You know would what? have a boy crush on him. I don't. You know what? It's not. It's just a crush. It doesn't have to be a boy crush. It can just be a crush. Sure, whatever. Yeah. Can I not have like feelings towards another human being? I don't yeah. know the dude though. Yeah. I don't. I don't know uh, him. I read his uh, book. Oh, uh, do that for uh, me. Uh, That's fantastic. Yeah. Lines. You know that was a hundred percent improv too. That was not written in the script. You know he wasn't acting off that yayo either. <laughs> he might not have been. <laughs> He, it's a very interesting book. So the book that we're referencing is the book I just finished reading a few uh, weeks back. Uh, you have no idea if you're not watching us whoa, on whoa, YouTube. Whoa, other pictures in there? Those are the best kinds. Oh, my God. The best wrote, kinds whoa, of books. Whoa, whoa. He wrote the best a book kinds of books are the ones with pictures. pictures in it. Yes. Nice. Okay. Yeah, but no, for those people who are, like, listening to us right now on their Apple or Spotify yeah, app, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can tune us in on, on YouTube. You can see the centerpiece is Matthew McConaughey's book. Which was titled Green Lights. I wonder how much money he had to pay to get that number one New York Times bestseller stamp on it. He didn't have to pay any money. It's a Thanks. legit good book. And some people say it's really better if you listen to the audio because it's him. What does he talk it. about? His life experiences, overcoming adversity, blah, 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 acting, blah, 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 Texas Longhorns, blah, blah, blah. Okay, it's still good. And it's entertaining. Oh, wow, and, so I was right. And, and, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and it's an easy read. Big font. Uh, big enough, yeah. Lots of spacing, you know. Definitely a couple uh, pages of filler, which I appreciate. Who wrote the book for him? You know, damn well he didn't write this shit. He did. Like oh, a pen and paper, uh, like yes. Microsoft Word or yes, whatever. yes. I'm not even gonna tell you more. You should read it, John. How do you? Are you a, that much of a sucker? You really thought he wrote this? I'm not that naive. When he you did, oh, he did. God. Are you gonna write your book? You're gonna just chat GPT it? I'm not gonna chat GPT. It. That's garbage. Literally, no. No, I've asked ChatGPT to write me. I told you. And guess what? I read it, and I'm like, this is a whole bunch of nonsense, surface level. Uh-huh. No. I think it's funny I'm how that, write it. that trend came and passed, kind of. It seemed like it did, like, oh, AI, AI, and nobody. Well, did. the government got involved, and everybody put a big kibosh on it. Oh, really? That freaked happened? out. Yeah, everyone freaked out. Thank you. You are my source of news. I, I don't know if that's really the truth, but that's just I don't the know. truth as I know it. I no, know. I'm sure AI is still going on in the backgrounds, and it's going to be the next best thing since life spread in the internet. And I'm sure Al Green and um, Al, uh, Green. Al Gore both Al invented Green. Al Green invented it with Al Gore. The Chat R&D GPT. singer? Yeah. If he's still alive, he may have come back from the dead. Oh, my gosh. And allegedly he I don't think brought, brought by aliens, and yeah, he did it. We're all here by aliens, the Anunnaki. Ooh, spell that one for me because you could spell Jen Wynn's name last episode. Anu, A-N-N-U-A-K-I, Anunnaki. Ah, no buzzer. I got it right. We need to get a buzzer. All right, we do. Yeah, spell it again. A-U-N-N-U. I don't know. I forgot. Okay, and what is it? The the Anunnaki is like the oldest civilization that brought us here. Talk to Sumerians. They give Sumerians all their ancient... Wisdom. Okay. 
So are they are they Homo sapiens or are they no, aliens? No, they're aliens, bro. They are aliens. They're aliens that came down here, you know. Right. When people say you know from the heavens, you know that's what it's from. Like aliens came down. Interesting. I can't believe how people don't use common sense with that. Not one bit. 2023. Here we are. Here we are. 2023. What do you want to talk about today? Do you want to talk about this podcast shit? So I guess we'll try to teach people how to do it. Yeah. I thought we have, we're 350 plus episodes. Uh, uh, 339. Okay. We're pushing 350 episodes. Yo, that's crazy. I looked at it and it's the, it's the episode. I looked at it the same as the time. It's the universe. That is universe telling us I'm that's serious. a good idea. I'm serious. Like, yeah, no, John damn, just looked. Crazy. He just looked at his iPhone six, and it said three thirty nine <laughs> on, on, yeah. on his iPhone. And, actually, and yeah. this is actually episode three thirty nine. Because people are like, oh, I want a podcast. Blah blah blah. Yeah, people do want a podcast. I, I want a podcast, so we did. But let's talk about like, what does it mean to podcast? Why would you podcast? How do you podcast? Is it a good idea? A bad idea? I don't know. Let's dive in. Mm -hmm. Well, first you got to start. What's your objective? A hundred percent. Because I think people start like, oh, I want a podcast for what? Oh, because I can send it to my realtor. Oh, I just, uh, I could become a source of information. I was like, all right. But oh. like, what is that? Do you expect more sales from it? Do you think it's going to generate leads? Do you think, what do you really want out of it? Because I think people a lot of times like, oh, I'll do a podcast and I'll do videos. And then from there, people will see my podcast and then it's just like, send me business. And I don't think that correlates. It doesn't. One bit. And I think that step one is to answer why and be truthful with yourself. Be truthful. I wasn't truthful. I was not truthful with myself. What you mean? You told me why you wanted it. Did I? Yeah. Did I tell you straight up that I wanted to have my own radio show three I hours think, a day, five uh, days a week, I nationally think, I, syndicated I, I with think, millions of I viewers? I think it's evolved for that. But when you first started, you're like, I'm sick of repeating myself over and over again to my loan officers. I wish there was a way to I could just be recorded. But it also scratched an itch for you because you wanted to be a play-by-play -play commentator, but life took you a different direction. So, yeah, I knew three and a half years ago when you and I started this that at a minimum, at a minimum, I could create content for our forty-eight loan officers that work directly for me. Mm -hmm. There's another two hundred that indirectly work at the same organization that I that I represent, and through our forty-eight loan officers, we had well over two thousand new clients a year. So I'm like, at a minimum, I'm going to create content for 48 LOs and their 2000 clients. Yeah. That's how it started. Yep. Yeah, but had I been truthful with you and truthful with myself, Whoa, is this a coming up? What happened? You lied to me? No, I've mm. always dreamt of being something bigger than I was. I dreamt of that fame of that celebrity. Mm. And there's a certain part of me that, yeah, was too afraid to admit it. Right, maybe afraid of ridicule, afraid of how people would look at me. I was like, no, I've loved what Clark Howard has done. And I'm jealous of what Dave Ramsey has. And I'm a fan of Joe Rogan. And I listened to Ed Milet. Right. And then on a smaller scale, looking at the people who have done really well in our industry throughout the years, who have had success if you if you deem success based on views and based on subscribers, right? Frank and Brian over at the National Real Estate Post. I was like, yeah, I could do that too, right? Or even watching Ryan Hills with RE Source. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Ryan does a great job. I could do something like that on the East Coast. Or even there's way back in the day, guys like Todd Duncan sold tapes, like actual cassette tapes. What's a tape? Exactly, it's like after eight track, before CD, you had a cassette tape. Does your car have a cassette tape holder in it? It did. Your My old car did. The Porsche did? The Porsche did, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
So, no, it didn't. It didn't have a cassette tape. Say, it had a CD player. Yeah, they were both irrelevant by the time <laughs> by the time I was driving. Like, what yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like, why the hell do I have this? Um, but, you know, like, there was, there was that part of me. But I wasn't willing to set myself out there for that type of um, ridicule or potential failure. So I went with the low-hanging fruit, and the low-hanging fruit was those people. Mm-hmm. But if you look at what everything we've done intentionally, like, intentionally – from the mics to the cameras to the not willing to have a guest not be in studio with us or live and on location with us, it's because of this underlying theme of I want a national platform. I want to be that guy that they say, man, if Joe Rogan and Dave Ramsey had a baby, it would be Dustin Owen. You got to tune into his show every day from four to seven. It's Jesus. amazing. His and, 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 and his co-host, John Coleman, that dude's hilarious. Oh my God. Look what I'm getting you into. No, so, yes, I think you should start with, if you're looking to start your own podcast, it's like first answer why you're doing it and who is your audience. Why and who? Because trying to emulate what we've, what we've done. Possible. Um, Possible, but is it what you really want to do? No, nah, ain't nobody like me, kid. Facts. Facts. Yeah, are you going to find a John Coleman because he's the real talent of the show? I, I think that's what goes over a lot of people's heads. Like, some people just have it and some people don't. A lot of people want to get behind the mic and talk, and they might be really good on the phone, might be really great in person. But as soon, just like when you see the red light in the camera, when you see this mic go on and you hear you echo your voice, you're like, you clam up. And do people really want to see that? No. You look like a squid when people see you on tape. So, you know, that's the intangible. You just got to be real with it. Some people suck on TV. Some people suck at podcasting. You know, I didn't make the rules. Okay. Yeah, so we're, we're going to revert back to, to, to are you going to be able to do this that we're doing? What I was going to go with, and you are right. Like, I'm not going to even try to counter that because there is a certain element of talent. Like, do people want to listen to you? Are you funny? Do you have the ability to tell a story? Do you have the ability to interview someone? Can you tie down, down a message? Takeaways, yeah. Yeah, do you, mm-hmm. yeah, can you come up with the good takeaways? Can you recap? Can you put that into language that people are going to understand? Mm-hmm. But no, I, I was going to tell the truth. We've been doing this since Q1 of 2020. Here we are in June of 2023. We're about 20 grand in the hole, and we've never made a dime off of the podcast. That's also true. Right? So, and we've recorded 337 episodes. That's 337 times we had to edit, we had to record. Uh, yep. I mean, Three and a half years. This is a major, major long play. Mm. So you have to ask yourself going into it, is this what you want to do? And I would tell you probably not on this scale. I would say because you're not trying to do the three and a half year long play. And then you would argue with someone that this, this meaning what you and I do only works because we haven't made it about the money. We've made it Mm. about the fans. We've made it about the content. We've made it about having fun. We've made it about entertaining and educating but we've yet to make it about the money because you start making stuff about the money and you're going to ruin it. Right. And you put pressure on yourself and then all of a sudden that pressure leads to frustration, unhappiness, and then you just quit because why should you do something that's not fun? That's what, a lot of, that's what happens a lot of time. You'll see people do it for two, three, like not even two, two years is a long time. So you, people do it for like a year, a couple months and then give up. Yep. So I, my first suggestion is if you're going to do a podcast, you have to make a commitment to yourself. You're going to do it for one solid year, period, and a story. That's where I would start. First, you have to figure out your audience. Like, why are you doing this? And then who is your audience? And for most of you, can I tell you your why? 
Is it okay if I do yeah, that? Yeah, tell them. Okay. For most of you, your why is I'm doing a podcast because I want more people to know who I am and what I do for a living. That is your why. Okay, you don't have to go national with that. You can stay within your local region mm -hmm. or your state. You do not need national. So then that if, if that is your why, then who is your audience? I would tell you that your audience is the people who can refer to you the most business. That's your audience. So if I'm a loan originator, my audience is real estate agents and home builders. I want to create a show where I feature real estate agents and homeowners so that I can put a spotlight on them. I don't care if 30 people tune in or 3000 people tune in. What I care about is my podcast was a way for me to backdoor one of my target referral sources or one of my target clients, offer them to come hang out with me, get to know me, give them a thing of value called this asset. The assets, the actual recording. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I interview them and I put a spotlight on them. So Olive Branch is good. Olive Branch to Yep. Sure. I could do that if there was somebody that I wanted to recruit to come work for my firm. I could do that in multiple industries, not just mortgage loan origin, uh, originating. Question for you. What yes. would you say off the top? What are the three biggest surprises and or wins that you've had after launching this podcast that you didn't expect? If you can think of that. I can't think of that. That's a fantastic I question. Know. One in which you stumped me. <laughs> So something that has come from the podcast. It, fine, maybe not surprising. What are the three biggest, like, ah, like, we stuck with it, and now I start, you know, what are the three things you're most, I don't know, proud of or some shit? I, I can't even be most proud of. I'll tell you what, the one thing that I'm kind of stumped about. I thought the consumer would find this. And I've realized that the consumer doesn't necessarily find podcasts. A consumer is going to find a TikTok reel. A consumer is going to find an Instagram reel. A consumer is going to find a legitimate YouTube channel, but they're not going to find your podcast per se. Mm -hmm. Other professionals are going to find your podcast. Um, so that was a big like mm -hmm. surprise. Well, that's a good. That's good to know though, because oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, like I've learned just recently, I've been able to put it in words. We have a YouTube channel, but we don't have a YouTube channel. Okay, we don't have a YouTube channel that has that thumbnail that six to eight minutes of hook and catch and call to action mm -hmm. that gets hundreds of thousands of views and hundreds of thousands of subscribers. No, we have YouTube so that people can consume all 30, 40 or 50 minutes of our podcast through YouTube, the same way they can do it through Spotify, the same thing that they can do it through Apple, Stitcher, etc. Mm -hmm. So now, that we've onboarded Mark and Nikki and Mark and Nikki are behind the scenes, truly working on the business part of TLOP. We've already recognized we now need a YouTube channel, not a YouTube channel that also hosts our episodes. No, a YouTube channel that speaks to our brand, a TLOP presents mm -hmm. shit. They don't teach in school type. And then we can get in the studio. And as we're creating intentional content for our website, then we can also create intentional content for this secondary, almost like sister station. That'll be your traditional YouTube channel. We will still use YouTube as a vehicle to promote the, the episodes that we create, mm -hmm. but they're going to be like yin and yang. Apples to oranges. What do you think has uh, opened up more opportunities for you being the podcast host as, over, as uh, recently or being like a VP of Waterstone? What has opened more doors? 
you probably say Waterstone, but. Yeah, I would tell you that, because you got to think, you and I have been at the podcast for three and a half years, but people just started recognizing us just about now. a year ago. Just now. Yeah, or, or just now. Yeah. Right? Like, we were today years old when we started to take off. Yeah. And that's most things, right? Like, you study, I read a book that a, a listener had bought for me on, on habits. Um, and it wasn't Atomic Habits, but it was another book on habits. And I remember reading some chapters, and it talked about, like, these instant successes, i.e. the Beatles, and then you learn that the Beatles weren't an instant success. They were teenagers mm -hmm. that were still in school doing gigs three, four nights a week in nightclubs that they were too young to be in, mm -hmm. in some seedy parts of town, in some dodgy places. But it was there where they honed their craft. It was there that they gained the confidence to push forward. Now, by the time they made the Ed Sullivan show, Oh, now a Beatlemania. It's like, no, Beatlemania, these guys have been out for three and a half mm -hmm. years. So currently, yes, me being a elder statesman in the mortgage industry with tw almost 20 years experience still carries a little bit more clout in that industry than hosting the number one podcast for mortgage professionals and their clients. Fast forward in a year and ask me that question based on the trajectory that, that we're experiencing Right now, I think that could change. But um, I would tell you this, and this is the encouragement for anyone who's starting off wanting to podcast and you're trying to determine, hey, do I want to podcast or not? I will tell you that dropping your podcast will get you an appointment a lot earlier than dropping whatever it is on your business card. Like that, to me, is why many sales professionals, business owners, entrepreneurs should have a podcast, first and foremost. You should have it so that you can use the podcast to backdoor your ideal uh, clients, your ideal referral sources. Mm -hmm. And then at which point you're like, yeah, this podcast, you know, launched it on this date. This is the title. This is what we talk about. I'd love to feature you. Mm. And as long as it's local, it doesn't have to be local. Maybe you, you can do Zoom. We don't do Zoom for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. And why do we not do Zoom? Because I'd be liking that people-to-people -people interaction. Okay. And it doesn't, you know, like the way it looks. <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, I'm a um, quality snob. Just straight up, pinky in the air, quality snob. I noticed as a podcast fan, I knew the one or two times that I can even tell you the episode. Ed Milet interviews Tony Robbins, and it's done not in person. I don't know if they did it over Zoom. Not before Zoom days. Or how like, they did it. No, it was it was during COVID. Oh, so it was recently. It was during, okay. during COVID. Garbage. And I'm a big Ed Milet fan, right? I respect the hell out of Tony Robbins. Mm -hmm. Those guys have resources at the wazoo. And then there was once or twice, same thing. Whether it was during his move from California to Texas or COVID or what have you, Rogan didn't have a, a guest in studio. I just It wasn't the same experience. So I knew going into it that that wasn't what I wanted. Now, I also had a bigger vision and a bigger dream that most people aren't going to go chase. Mm -hmm. So if your dream and your vision is, look, I'm using my podcast to backdoor to meet people, Zoom all you want. But if you're going to Zoom, it's like, look, if you're going to do anything, like you might as well do a, put a little extra effort behind it. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have the right camera, the right mic. Make sure that you have yourself properly framed. Make sure you have some kind of backdrop i mean come on you can go buy some 99 cent plastic ferns from the dollar store but you kind of set yourself up to where it looks decent behind you you look good and you sound good 
But the issue is you can't do the same for your guest. So the positive of doing a podcast where you do it over Zoom is now you don't have geographic restrictions. Now you can go chase clients from coast to coast. But you don't know what your clients might like, what your clients lighting situation like, what's the camera like and what's the 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 backdrop. Mm. Plus you go you do a good job of getting to know the individual like with the prep time here face to face rather than Yes. Yeah, the best thing about face to face is we don't do an over the phone prep. They typically show up, we spend 5 to one time, 55 minutes. Jesus. Hey, if we're really vibing and vibing right, yeah. and gelling, yeah, 55 minutes. But, um, you know, I, I, think, I think people need to understand how they can do it and, and, and why they should do it. And I want them to be encouraged to do it, but I want them to also, like, know the facts. I don't want to be that guy or girl that's out there trying to sell a product. Mm -hmm. Here's how you can make a million dollars podcasting because yeah. I did. I'm like, yeah. no, you didn't. Hey, you didn't make a million dollars podcasting. Right, you made a million dollars, and then you decided to podcast, mm -hmm. and maybe that podcast helps you continue to make a million dollars. But that probably ninety nine times out of hundred was not your original business idea. This is not a cash cow industry <laughs> for startups. Yeah, but can you use your podcast to 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 uh, accentuate what yeah. you're already doing? Of course you can, right? Is it easier to pick up the phone and cold call someone you don't know and just ask them to meet with you blindly or become a, a business client of yours blindly? Or is it easier to backdoor them through asking them to be a guest on your podcast, at which point you can build a relationship, offer something of value? Yes, like 100%, but then you have to figure out what pays your bills, right? So if you're a realtor, what pays your bills is selling homes. What pays your bills is actually lead generating so that people who want to buy homes and sell homes call you first. Mm -hmm. From there, you figure out, are you going to represent them or are you not going to represent them? Mm -hmm. If I am a real estate investor, what pays my bills? Well, unless I own a coaching company, mm -hmm. then what pays my bills is finding distressed homes for sale, buying them, fixing them up, and then reselling them for a profit. Mm -hmm. So if I'm podcasting and I'm dedicating X amount of hours to that per week or per day or per month, I have to ask myself, where's my ROI on my time? And am I a professional podcaster or am I a professional real estate investor, realtor, life insurance salesperson, uh, financial advisor, or loan officer? Mm -hmm. And then how am I using that podcast to accentuate what I'm already doing? Right. Well, and I think that's a that's maybe a common mistake people fall into. Well, people think it's easy too. There's a lot. It's a, if you want to do it right, it's a lift. Like you can't just go on Amazon, get a kit, have it sent to you, and just record it once. Because what people find out. They finally have all the equipment set up, they record it, but then they're like, all right, that's just step one. Like you gotta upload it, you gotta title it, you gotta, if you wanna edit it, you have to do that. You have to listen to it back. There's quality control issues. So a lot of people get into it. It might be a heavy lift fun at first, but you know, by the third episode when, you know, that's not their wheelhouse, they're not, people are realtors, people have other professions not in content creation. But when you fall for the trap of like, oh, that looks easy, that looks clean, I can do it. It's, um, it's a trap. Yeah, and that's why I said probably 10 minutes ago, Dedicate one year mentally. I'm going to do this for a year. And something you and I did really well, we stuck to our cadence. Not just any cadence. Every Tuesday, every Friday, we're dropping an episode. We knew that. Come hell or high water, every Tuesday, every Friday, and nothing gets in the way. It allowed us to stumble and bumble and get through the first 40 episodes. Mm -hmm. Before we started to find our groove at 41, we probably weren't in our groove until 61. right? And then from 61 to 161 to 261, each hundred episodes, we still continue to improve and get better. And even today, when we sat down 
The first thing I wanted to do was triage the last episode that we did for the Mortgage Action Alliance. Mm -hmm. Talk about how we could have done that better if we were in a different studio, if we had a production assistant, if we had a research assistant. Mm -hmm. And like our eye is still on improvement. I think the people who want to start doing it, stick it out for at least a year. We actually said two years, but at least a year. Find your cadence and stick to it. Once a month might not be enough for you to ever get good. Twice a week may be too much. Yeah. You may need to be once a, a week or once every two weeks. Whatever your cadence is, you stick to it. What days are you going to release? Every Wednesday, every other Wednesday, whatever the day may be, you have to find it. And then you have to remember what, what you do to pay your bills. And maybe you're not up to learning a new skill set. Maybe you're not learning to edit. Maybe you're not learning how to use that software. Maybe at a minimum, you can buy the equipment, you can record it, and it's worth paying an outside source a couple hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. This is an investment into your business both in time as well as in money. John and I have invested, think about that. We said $20,000. I can't even count right. how many hours, 20,000 hours. Wait, I don't know. Like how many hours? If you said th if, if you said 10 hours for you, four hours for me, 14 hours a week, 14 hours a week times 52 weeks out of the year right, is 900 plus hours. Malcolm Gladwell We're said- We're 2,700 hours, John, into 10, this. Didn't you say Malcolm Gladwell said you gotta do something for 10,000 hours or some shit? Yeah, five years. Yeah, typically five years if you're working 40 hours a week. Damn. Yeah, so 40 hours a week is 2,000 times five. Yeah, 10,000 hours, like the 10,000 hour rule. I'm asking you and that. And you and I are sitting at 2,700 hours combined. What's more rewarding, being a VP of a mortgage company or being the host of this podcast? What's more fun? Reward. Podcast is way more fun. Um, what's it's just more a reward rewarding? Non-monetarily. So <laughs> I earned my role and I, with my two business partners, built it from the ground up. Yeah. Like, that's my baby. That's my first baby. You think T-Lop is going to lap it, though? Because, yeah. like, we'll grow, yeah. and then yeah. you'll be like, no, I know that was my first kid, but the second kid's way better. And that's going to be T-Lop. Possibly. Maybe. Put it out there. You never know. It could just happen, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's get back on, on the people who are thinking they want to do it. What type of equipment would you suggest? Like, what have you learned Honestly, in the past three and a half years? Honestly, what have I learned? You can record a podcast on your iPhone. Okay. Tim Davis does it. Yes. He does. Yeah. So, like, I, I would say that from a technical aspect, you want to have microphones. I mean, there's a thousand and a half YouTube videos you can go down that rabbit hole. Um, but I'm always on the the advice of just whatever you have to use it, use it. Because what's going to happen? You're going to go online. You're going to order a bunch of shit from Amazon. You're not going to know how to put it together. It's going to come to your house. It's going to sit in the box. Then one day on a Saturday, you're going to have a couple glasses of wine, feel inspired to learn how to do it, get everything set up. And then when you actually start doing it, you're like, holy shit, this is a lot of work. I didn't make any of my process calls. I didn't do anything. Where juxtaposition, you could just literally pick up your phone, record your voice. And that's just somewhere to start. Because even you and I started, um, the first like two, three episodes, we didn't have any video on it. No, we didn't. Mm -hmm. We had no video. We didn't have these mics. No, we had. And uh, we didn't have our Scarlet. Yeah. Right. It took us doing it. I'm like, God, why is the audio terrible on John? <laughs> yeah. It was fine on me. It was terrible on John. Mm -hmm. So had to do some research, went and bought a Scarlet. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, uh, were, were they still these mics? Or were they? It was a stand. Remember, you had those obnoxious stands yes. that came up here. Yeah. It was, yeah. But it's, I mean, you have to understand as an investment, it's not turn. If you want to make it really cool, cool. But don't get paralyzed by how it looks because there's a lot of pretty looking podcasts let's say that really pop the audio is great but do i really want to hear what this person's saying no so well that's intangible like you literally have to ask yourself and i don't think many people are willing to tell you this because they want to sell you some product mm -hmm. or say some service what makes you think 
that people want to hear what you say. And that sounds very narcissistic coming from someone who has a podcast. I'm funny, so that's why people want to hear from me. Okay. Like, no, I, I at least had had enough successes mm -hmm. throughout my career where the compliments came in in a manner that gave me the confidence to think, you know what? I hope I'm not being overly arrogant or overly narcissistic to think that people are going to want to listen to me. It is a little bit arrogant. It is a little bit narcissistic. But you also, you study, you know what you're saying. I mean, you're knowledgeable. I think that's why it comes across as natural because it's a point of education. You know what you're talking about. If you were faking it and fluffing it, you'd be bumbling and stumbling all over your words. Correct. And I was doing this just not recorded. And people were telling me, I wish you recorded this. Right. I wish this was recorded. Right. So then finally, I'm like, F it. I would just go record it then. And let's hope that those people weren't wackos and ask me to do something because really they are laughing behind me, uh, you know, behind my back. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's a certain element of what makes you think that you speak in a manner that you're going to be able to hold my attention, that you're able to ask questions in a manner that elicits a response that's going to make sense to the audience. And if the, if the response doesn't make sense to the audience, do you have the fortitude to pick up on that and then take your guest words and restate their statement better than they said it. Because that's something a good host has to do. Now, something a good host has to do, and I don't do a great job of this. Is letting other people talk? Yes. Is let other people You'd talk. You're loving that. What? Not letting people talk. Oh, uh, it's a bad habit. It, it's a bad habit. Don't I'm a be bit sorry. Of a, don't be sorry. Be better, Dustin. I, I, John, I'm telling you today, I'll, I will be better. Um, sometimes I think it's a race and I just get my words out No, first. but because you're excited, but that, that goes to like, if you have a guest who can't like finish a thought or carry on a sentence, like you have to make sure there's a tie down or takeaway because they just be going off on tangents and you're like, what the hell did you just say? Cool. Like you have this a talent to be able to like, hey, reel it back in. Let me translate whatever the hell he or she just said. And that is probably where when I do fail, it's why I do fail. I personally, I fail because... I'm afraid of where this is going to go. Is it going to ramble? Is it going to make sense? Am I going to lose the audience? Right. Do I need to keep this moving? And if so, let me just beat you to the punch. State what I think you're going to say. Say it in a manner that I think the audience wants to hear. Mm -hmm. And then ask you another question. Yep. But um, no, but equipment wise, like what do you use for editing? Uh, I use GarageBand. So it's like if you own a Mac, which I hope everybody does. If you're using PCs, I feel bad for you. Um, I use a Mac and use GarageBand. This is a, this is a software that comes with it. You let you record uh, audio. We use basically the uh, 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 the Rode uh, pod mics. Honestly, these are like pretty basic. This is entry level. Everyone says we should get like, you know, fancier mics like Sennheiser or whatever. But I mean, this works. That's why another thing, don't get para uh, paralyzed by like, oh, I need all this fancy equipment before I start. No, these, these mics are fine. The equipment is fine. I have a MacBook. Uh, the Scarlett, that's just uh, an audio mixer. So we use these XLR cables. These are the thick ones. I don't know if people at home can see. Um, but these are the fancy ones that can go in guitars and microphones on stage or whatnot. Um, and a mixer, that's it. And then obviously we record uh, video as well. So I just have three Sony cameras set up. And, and I we use, started with two. Yeah. We started with two Sony cameras. And if you go back and watch old episodes, yeah, they, title, would, yeah, they, they would time out after yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Unless John wasn't co-hosting that day. Correct. And if, if John was just producing, then he would have the opportunity to mm -hmm. finagle the cameras so they didn't time out. Right. And then finally, we raised enough money to buy a third camera, mm -hmm. and now we have three cameras right. set up. But there's all, all kinds of stuff. You need a, a software platform to host it. We use Podbean. I mean, there's a plethora of 
plethora of them out there. Spotify, you can host. What do you use to edit the video? Uh, Adobe Premiere, so it's like an editing thing. If you if you have like it's just like Photoshop basically for video editing. Is that what I pay thirty bucks a month for? Yep. Literally thirty dollars a month for Adobe Premiere. It's subscription based now. Everything. Be back I know, but the... I'm saying how cheap it is. Yeah. Like how cheap. It oh, is. Actually, but, I could up. Yeah. Yeah, but but I think the important thing is is understanding again. Why are you doing this? Who is your audience? And how much time are you going right. to put to this? Right. You may need to go spend some money and have someone get started for you. Mm-hmm. You need an intro. You need an outro. You need a name. Don't put too much time into the name, but make sure their name speaks to your core audience. Right? We called ourselves the Loan Officer Podcast. Did you know you wanted to call it some other wild shit? I, I, still, t- oh, I, know. I still hate the, the name. The D.O. Show. I'm I like, hate no one's gonna- I hate the name. I love it. You love the name. Yes, because it's so basic. It's not overthought. You're like, I want a podcast for loan officers that helps talk about mortgages. I want you to call it the Loan Officer Podcast. Yeah, but it's going to be so difficult for us to continue no, to grow the audience. No, and that's where we have a T-Lot into... Presents. Shout out Tom O'Brien for that. Okay. Yeah, I'm telling you. All right. But, um, yeah, you need a name, and your name should speak to what you are. All right. Yeah, don't overthink it because we sure as hell didn't. And it's a journey. You can't. I know you would like to think like point A to point B, but it very rarely does it happen that way. You can't think like, oh, next by next year I'm gonna have a hundred thousand subs. And I'm gonna make this. It doesn't work that way. Just consistency is key. Always show up, um, and then you'll learn more from that than as opposed to like, oh, we're gonna set a goal and try to achieve it because it's di- it's difficult with podcasts. You can't necessarily measure it like that. No, I I still. I mean. Again, I'm sure there's some things that we could do to monetize that we refuse to do. Like, we refuse to let YouTube give us money so they can run ads. I hate that shit. We are not for sale on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Our goal is to keep the podcast free, to keep it fun, because we have learned where we make money is when mortgage loan originators need resources. They need coaching. They need scripting. They need branch manager in a box. And, yes, for a hundred or so bucks a month, you can become a member of our community and we will feed you with all of those resources, right? Probably the best bang for your buck that you can get anywhere in the mortgage space is going to be our website, right? So check it out if you have not done so already. Shameless plug right there. But if you notice, we're not plugging uh, commercials. We're not doing that yet. I'm sure our audience at this point is big enough three and a half years into it that we could but man, a couple grand a month ain't worth it. Mm. Like we're we're not trying to do this for a couple grand a month. It's not worth bastardizing our style and who we are. And that's when I would come back to if you're podcasting, why are you doing it? For many of you, you're doing it to make connections. You're doing it to attract your ideal your ideal client to you. Mm-hmm. And your your podcast is your vehicle. No different than taking them out to dinner would be a vehicle or inviting them to some fancy uh, event or conference would be your vehicle for for getting in front of this person. You're just using a podcast because maybe that's fun for you. And maybe like the small things, it is kind of cool to have in your LinkedIn bio, creator and host of XYZ podcast or on your email signature, Mm -hmm. creator and host of XYZ podcast. I remember when I was updating my email signature and I thought that was so cool and I was so proud of it. Um, Nowadays, sometimes I truth be told, We'll delete portions of that because I feel like my email signature is getting too big. <laughs> yep, but um, but there was a, a a part that that was really cool. Um, back on the the quality, we'll probably have to find a way to wrap this up. But I wanted people to know there are resources. If you use clutch words too much, um, 
like, you know, one of mine right now is right. So, John, right? I was reading green lights, right? I hate that shit. Well, I Not hate, you know. I just tune out people when they say right. I hate you know. You know? And then, you know, I was talking to Pat, you know, and then I'm like, no, what I don't my, know. I, that's words? why I'm listening to you. Do I have clutch I words? I don't know. I don't know if you have clutch words. Because I speak so infrequently. Because I don't shut up, and I never give you the proper uh, like, opportunity. I say like every once in a while. Do you? Mine definitely would be right. Would I be don't. My big I honestly, when people are so well-spoken and don't have flub-ups, I tend not to connect with them because they seem fake and it seems too rehearsed. So I don't mind if people say, like, um, just can't be like every, like, 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 but I think it makes us human. I sat through a presentation where I heard, you know, at least 11 times in a matter of three minutes, and I wanted to stream from the audience. No, I don't no, I know. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. That's why I'm here. Just tell me. Right. It's not fair. That person was nervous. That person doesn't practice speaking in front of large audiences. Yeah, then don't get up there. What the hell? Not my problem. I think someone forced him or her to do oh, it. Oh, voluntold. Yeah, I think it comes with the role. But you know, if you're going to be in that role, then guess what you should do? Learn how Call to Renee Rodriguez. Uh, Steve Richmond. And go through their programs. Yes. Like, literally, you can study this. But... Nonetheless, um, I think that's all I have to say about that. There's so much we could do. I'm sure, John, people would love for you to put together a class on how to podcast. Yeah, leave in the comments if you're interested. But, yeah, I, I'd start with this. Let's start with why. Let's start with who is your audience. And then let's have you ask, is this the highest and best use of your time? Because it's going to take you time. Hell it could yeah. be four or five hours a week. Hell, yeah. Especially if you're doing it on your own just to get one episode out the door. Yeah, if you didn't have me, what would shit? It wouldn't get done. Right. It wouldn't get done. I am free for if you need to hire me, hit me up. Yeah, he's Actually, a lot of money. Don't, don't call he, me. He is a thousand dollars an hour. People Minimum say like, oh, you can make hours. So, you also you can make so much more money if you work, but I'm like, yeah, but then that's more work and less life. Yeah. No. No. Uh, so hopefully this brought people some insights yeah. into you and I, wh where we started, where we're going. Gave them some decent insights as to whether or not they would want a podcast on their own. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if you do have questions regarding po regarding yeah, podcasts, hit like hit us up on IG. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm Dustin, last name Owen. Um, our website is tloponline.com. Uh, you can connect through there. It'll go to either John, Mark, or Nikki. Nonetheless, it'll find one of us, mm -hmm. and we'll be able to answer your questions. And yeah, I think at one point we may actually put together a course for those that are really interested. I would only want to offer that course to someone who's listened to this episode and thought, okay, those guys did a good enough job of describing the pros and cons. I think I want more. I think I want to do this. I think I have an idea. I think I have the talent or I think I know how I could do this consistently enough to attract my ideal audience. And I would like to do this versus the other mechanisms to attract my, my ideal client to me. Well said. Yeah. But anyhow, his name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. That's all the time we have for you today, but we look forward to catching you on the next episode. Peace.